The Joy Unleashed show empowers and inspires women to reclaim their joy. We provide tools, resources, and connections to help you unlock your true potential through engaging conversations, expert insights, and transformative stories. We create a vibrant and inclusive community where women can break free from the limitations that hold them back. I'm joyologist Colleen Greco, and it is my honor to be your host. Let's get right into the show. Hi, and thanks again for tuning in to Joy Unleashed. I'm your host, Colleen Greco, resident joyologist. And today I'm thrilled to be able to welcome an amazing guest to the show. Her name is Emma Coker. She is the Chief Alignment Officer at In Between Fantastic. Emma believes that every human has a unique, unique gift for the world, but not everyone has clarity on what that is or how to harness it. Her unique offering, aptly called In Between Fantastic, focuses on helping people like you and me press pause over play and dig into a clearer mindset to gain alignment with one's unique purpose. At the core, Emma is a coach and a lifelong learner and a fabulous woman, I might add. She is full of care and curiosity. She is a little spirit guide that leads you through a process to help you see the world as a collection of opportunities. Beyond this, she has 30 years of executive coaching and sales leadership experience with some badass bleep tech companies around the world. And from my time working with her, I can simply say she's one of those people that just gets it. Whether you're focused on performance, leadership, or personal development, anything that impacts people or revenue, she just gets it. According to Emma, achievement is not the problem in our world these days. Alignment is. Because confidence can be fickle and fleeting. Those are two F words we can use on this show. And while we all need a reset at one point or another. So if you feel like you lack clarity in your everyday work or that you're at a crossroads, this is the episode for you. Please welcome Emma Coker. Ta da! Welcome, Emma. <laughs> what an intro, even the dogs have kicked off. I should have known that would have made them bark. Yeah, but I'm a dog person, so they're coming to say hello. You know that every time. For those tuning in, give me one second. I will let them out. They bring me joy, those dog the, the, <laughs> the best laid plans. I am so I sorry. That's, that's the real world. We're in the real world. That is the real world. And I, I know that every time you make an excitable noise, they go crazy. And I, I should have known better. Anyway, welcome, Emma, to the show. Thank you. What an intro. My goodness. I'm going to use this going forward for everything I do. <laughs> well, it's well deserved because you are one of the most fabulous people on the planet. I try to be fantastic on a daily basis. And I try to remember my joy on a daily basis. Oh, thank you for the joy plug. Um, I like to start things off with a little bit of a softball to warm people up. So um, what would you say is your hype song? So what is the thing, maybe before even um, joining this show, there was a song you put on that kind of got your engines all fired up. What's your hype song? Imagine Dragons, Whatever It Takes. 
All right, writing that one down. I eventually I think I'll make a playlist of all of these hype songs because uh they get me going. So mine today, actually mine for the last three or four episodes has been Pearl Jam Alive. Yes. Yes. A good song. And the reason I picked the Imagine Dragons one is because I had to learn it for my first lip sync battle. <laughs> it's not the easiest Ooh. song to learn for a lip sync battle. No. And, you know, as a dyslexic, I'm sure I would twist that all nice and in, in uh, topsy turvy. Um, does that change when you personally feel you are in between fantastic or is that always your hype song? I think for me, it's about the emotional state of mind with songs and sometimes they conjure up feelings. So if I'm in in between fantastic state of mind, that's maybe not about every day, but about I might be revisiting a personal event. I might just go and play the song that's regarding that personal event. So sometimes they can be really easygoing songs, but all they're always an emotional song for me. Oh, I love it. There are times when I feel like I need to move my body more that it'll be cold play or something like that. But, um, you know, before a show, it's it's been Pearl Jam yep. so far. We'll see. We'll see, you know, who wins after episode, you know, 25 or 30. <clears throat> So in between fantastic, I'd love to spend a few minutes um, talking about that. Tell our listeners and our viewers more about it. And, you know, the name itself is so fantastic or fabulous. Um, where did it come from? What's it about? And how do you help people when they're feeling stuck? So I think it's been in the back of my head for a long time. I just didn't know that it was going to roll off the tongue as in between fantastic. And if I'm honest... It did come to me in the middle of the night, but it came to me two days in a row. And I thought to myself, hmm, that's interesting. And it was me trying to search the description from where I was in my current state. And I laid in bed and I thought, oh, in between fantastic. And I just literally picked up the phone and thought, that's a great, that's a great company name. Let's just see if the website's available. And it was. But I think I've been in that place for, for many years. On, and it can be on a daily thing. It could be a yearly thing. It could be a decade. But there's always a moment when you're in between fantastic. And the reason why I loved it so much is if you're in between fantastic, you've clearly been fantastic before and you're clearly on your way to fantastic. So you're not you're not saying from good to great. You know, there's always been fantastic and there will always be fantastic. It's what do you do in the middle to ensure that one, you catch a breath, celebrate your fantastic even or just think, hang on, there's something that's disconnecting here. How do I get back on my purpose? So I have a follow-up question to that. Um, I know what I've done personally, but I bet there are folks watching saying, well, how do I make that first leap, right? So in, and I'll give you an example, in nutrition coaching, I'll have people say, I want to lose 75 pounds. And I very jokingly say, I think you should just go climb Mount Everest today, right? That is too big of a goal to think about in the beginning. Let's you know, chop it up into little pieces. So when people are feeling in between fantastic and maybe they don't even feel like they can get out of bed, they can't, you know, see joy right in front of them. What are some, some quick and easy things that they may be able to do just to get started? So when I'm in one of those funky moments where life just seems really gray, I will often think of some happy times. And I know that's not easy to do, but but mine starts with, what's the simple thing that brings a smile to my face every day? Oh, cup of tea. I'm a, a, a proper Brit, you know, we like our tea. 
and it's sort of a ritual and it's always been my ritual and i my mum and i started this many years ago always enter your cup of tea with a smile on your face and it might be as simple as that um it could be just something that that breaks that kind of mugginess that you have mugginess excuse the pun but but also for me i find writing down what's going on in my head often easy and I was very early into having a coach work with me and she used to say to me all the time if you can find five things that yesterday brought a smile to your face rather than what you're hoping for but what actually did bring you a smile to the face it might be the fact that you know you went to make a cup of tea and there was actually still some milk in the fridge it's those really basic things that lift your spirits to your point you don't have to climb mount everest in fact you don't even have to put your climbing boots on i think sometimes you just need to reflect on on what was good with yesterday yeah i couldn't agree more and i think a lot of times you know if i'm feeling a little uh i don't know disconnected from my day a simple dog walk yes which can feel like a chore can actually, you can find the beauty in that and that yeah. can also help to reset. So there are lots of, you know, little tactics that we can take yeah. advantage of um, that, you know, just allow us to see things in a different light. And then, you know, from there, maybe start, you know, through journaling and we'll get to uh, the journaling part later, but, you know, through journaling, we can start to craft a plan. So yeah. makes but a lot so of sense. Pick up on your dog point. Um, one of the things I loved about when I had my dog was that they're always happy to see you. And, and I see dogs regularly. We live in a very big dog area. They're always happy. I, I don't think I really see a grumpy dog when they're out walking. And again, if you can't find it in yourself, then look for the joy in others. That's the way I look at it. And I did see a dog on my walk today and he was absolutely gorgeous. And I just sort of let me with that. He just ran towards me with that smile. And I was just like, oh, that'll do today. That will do. Oh, yeah. Unconditional love. They They are you know, the definition for sure. So you have a tremendous background that I want to dig into a little bit um, around corporate sales, corporate training and enablement, but you have an, a natural gift to be able to read people. Yes. Is that what you feel? Um, are, are those qualities what you feel led you to your calling as a chief alignment officer? I think so. Um, I didn't always want the gift. I didn't know what to do with the gift very early on. I've had it for, probably since I was about seven or eight. Um, but as I got into what I would say a proper job, um, I began to understand, certainly when I was being headhunted, they'd always say, you know, what technology you want to send, sell next? What, what vertical do you want to go into? And I got to the point where I was probably just about to turn 30 when I admitted it's actually people. I have this place in my heart for people and I have this wanting this desire to unpack a unique talent that they probably already know about, but don't know how to combine it or align it. And often I see salespeople, particularly sales leaders, who've grown up as a salesperson and been given that next management job. They haven't actually aligned the leadership skills with the sales skills. And all they end up doing is becoming a seasoned salesperson in that management role and so if you can align those skills and if you can work out how to blend them together and I think that's where if you tell someone they're good at something and they don't believe it it puts them out of alignment whereas if you say you have a natural tendency towards this skill have you thought about bringing that in and they're like in what way well, I don't know you think about it so it just depends on how you approach the combination of achievement with alignment I love it 
So, you know, my favorite word in the English language is joy. Yeah. Um, how do you define joy? Um, and, and where do you source it every day? I think sometimes joy, and that is a great question. I think sometimes you feel like joy should be an external thing. And I've certainly learned in, in more conversations with you that a lot of the time it's internal joy that you, you need to feel the joy. Uh, people are like, look for the joy. And it's like, well, my joy isn't your joy, but I'll give you, so there's two examples I'd like to give you. Uh, an external joy will be the day that you brought me Harold, the unicorn, to our <laughs> to our networking event when we were out with the rebels. And we well, now you have to explain for, for the viewers, Harold is a giant, like five or six foot inflatable, maybe bigger, inflatable unicorn. unicorn. Like a yeah. pool unicorn. Yeah. And I jokingly, you said, this, can I bring you anything? Because I'm driving and you're flying. And I was like, hey, a unicorn, as you do, the impossible, the art of the impossible. And you bought me it. And the joy. And now I carry that memory in my joy. So if I'm having a moment, I'm like, just think of Harold. So, so no one will know what Harold is for, to them, but to me it is. And I think for me, joy shouldn't come as a cost. I think I've said this to you before. Joy should come with grace and ease. You sort of slowly move into joy. It's not an extreme feeling that suddenly rushes in, but you do have an, a moment. And people will tell you differently, but for me, it's a slow build. I sort of could be driving along the road to see my parents maybe, and in the corner of the, my eye, I see the most beautiful sunset, and I'm like, wow. It's not a bolt of lightning, my joy. It's a, a real deep-seated glowing, I think. I like to say it's a state of mind. It's not a destination. No. Agree, yeah. 100%. Oh, I love it. I just wrote that down. Joy shouldn't come as a cost. No. That is powerful. So, you know, we touched on it a little bit before, but, um, you know, when somebody is in between fantastic and you're trying to, to get them to that, that next, is it, is it, I was going to say like fantastic state. Is that, is that the right terminology? Like what, what are what are some of the initial things you you do with a client to to kind of set them on that path? So first of all, the most important thing is that you know that old saying you can take a horse to water but you can't make it drink. The first thing I need to engage with that human is first of all only dealing human to human. And and secondly is the desire. So I have a methodology that I've used which is called a fat check, P H A T. And although you would naturally run down from P to T, I often want to work at the last part, which is the motivated to move scale. And, and it's not because I'm wanting them to make huge and significant change. I'm wanting them to be willing to come on a journey because in between isn't the same time frame for everyone. It could be a simple in between of a conversation, one coaching call, one and done, wanted some advice on how to look at a different uh, something different Wayne Dyer says change the way you look at things and the things you look at will change it can be as simple as that or you may find that there is something that you're really wanting to build and you need a, someone in your corner you need your kind of trusted advisor or there might be something I've done before that you'd like to you know inquire about doing yourself or I can plug you into somebody who's an expert let's say they need more joy in their life for instance and so really there is a, is a process but first of all it's the commitment to wanting to go in between and to want to move towards fantastic, whatever that is to them. That that's for me is the first step of acceptance. 
Would you say it's sort of accepting the fact that you need to be comfortable being uncomfortable? Yeah. And also, I want to make sure I'm the person for the role. Um, there are certain things I'm not qualified to do. And so I think the admitting piece, you know, the putting your hand up and saying, I really want to unpack this. I'd really like my baggage to become luggage, for instance. You know, and that, that's the bit you've just got to be willing to, to sit still for a moment and say, is this real? Or is this something that's just my mood? Is this just something that's happening as a consequence of pressure from external people? Is there something I can genuinely do? Because sometimes, on the odd occasion, the genuine is something I can't do. And I will always be honest with anybody that approaches me. I am, I'm, I'm certain in areas that I can do, and I will be very honest about things I can't solve, or I'm not the right fit. So you make me think about my own decision-making process. And uh, there are times where I feel like I really need to do this, but there is fear, which I, I personally advocate that fear is a misunderstood emotion. It's actually excitement. Now I'm not talking about <clears throat> a bear running towards me. <laughs> like that's fear. Yes. But this kind of fear is my body's way of saying, yes, go run, go do that. You know, uh, I have a story about running towards your turkeys. Like I always yes. talk about that um, with my clients. So is, is there, I, to bring it back to my, my decision-making, I will revisit something over and over and over again. I remember when I wanted to join my CrossFit gym, I must've watched and stalked that website for like six weeks before I went into the free introductory class yeah. because I was so afraid of how, poor my health had become and what it was going to take to make a change. But I was like, I think those people are too tough for me. They're too in shape, like all these reasons. So what do you do with, with a prospect like that, that needs that little push in order to, you know, get to that next step? I need to feel like maybe, maybe the best way to categorize this question is like psychological safety. How do they know that they can be vulnerable and trust that, they are headed in that direction. So again, there's probably two things there straight away that spring to mind, and I can give you a story, an example. Um, first of all, fear is everybody's motivator. You're either running towards or you're running from something. And you need to gauge the level of satisfaction or fantastic, right? So, you know, are they, are they running towards something that's fantastic or are they running away from something? And I think that's one. And if they're running away from something, are they running away to change it so that they don't have to run away from it again? So that's the first thing I would do. And I think probably it goes back to that motivated to move scale. So when I discovered the motivated to move scale when I was a headhunter, and um, I found in headhunting, very different to your normal standard recruitment, that you've got a relationship with people because they weren't looking. So very opposite to in between fantastic they weren't looking and you were having to persuade them to look at an opportunity and then you got them into the in-between moment and then what you would do is you would then be gauging the whole way through you were one or a five one not interested at all five absolutely can't wait want this job over anything you'll be get it'd be fantastic for me so i often have to keep people checking between the four and the five if you're not between a four and a five then you're not right for going towards something. You might be right from coming away from something, but to go towards something, 
you have to keep measuring people on that scale of just just keep reaffirming are you still as excited is it still working for you and it's okay to go back a step right they they again used to say to me in sales what's the most important step of the sale well it's the one before you're in because if you haven't closed that door it's not going to work for you so again it's it's constantly rechecking to see are we moving forward are we going towards that fantastic thing or are we running away from something beautiful so is it safe to say um assuming i'm i'm getting this right you know the student in me always has to get it right um that somebody doesn't necessarily need to know where they're going they just need to know where they were is no longer right for them but they're ready for the next the next step and they just need yeah. help kind of whittling it down are are they kind of a four and a five yeah i know to your point this is a great point generally 99 percent of the time people do know where they're going particularly the people i work with so i will i would say that i won't say no to somebody who's just left school i wouldn't do that but they will have a rough idea of where they want to start life when it comes to either being employment or a hobby or trying something out for the first time. But I would say that the mainstream of the people I talk to have a rough idea because if they weren't in between, they wouldn't be calling me. They, you know, in between is I've got an idea. I'm not sure what to do about it. So they have to have had the idea, which is the in I'm in, I'm between fantastic. So that's kind of how I would explain it. That makes sense. That makes a ton of sense. Yes. So along the lines of how best to work with you, you were gracious enough to um, share a free FAT, P-H-A-T, um, find offering for the viewers and the listeners. Um, and I have it up here on the screen and you can certainly screenshot it or we'll have it up for a few minutes if, if you um, want to write, write that down. It'll also be included in the show notes. Um, but maybe you can walk us through um that process and and share yeah. what's next yeah so fat came out of again we were on a retreat and the the way in which i was losing my in between and moving towards what we call epiphany central here over in my hq um was was through this process of me going you know i, I want to chew the fat and i was chewing the fat and people were like F-A-T, and i was like no and then you and i went as long as it's phat we're okay and i was just like i had my epiphany and so when I look at a fact check, I think, let's just do a quick qualification. So this is a really simple form for you to be able to do a quick gauge of whether you're a contender to come on a journey with me. And it's more about this kind of bi-directional, you fill it out. And as you're filling it out, you're having some aha moments. And it's not a complicated form, but you will walk away and you will be genuinely, genuinely genuine with yourself to say, yeah, I am in between or that's interesting. I'm not as in between as I was, or I'm fantastic, or I'm not even in yet. Um, and to, to kind of give people an overview of the PHAT. So the P stands for what's the problem? Genuinely, what's your position right now? What, what's causing you pain? How will we, you know, what's the pivotal moment that you're, ha you're having? And then the H stands for hard facts. Come on, give me the juicy stuff. What, what's the what's the issue? Um, then that's the point when we'll talk about, well, if it's hard, it must have been fantastic at some point. So let's look at the pros and the cons of the hard facts. And then we'll talk about A, which is articulate. So how are you articulating to yourself, to others? How are you moving yourself forward with the language? How are you understanding? 
have we got to really expand upon what your desire is? Like, let's articulate where you're going. And with any vehicle, it needs to be tested. With anything that we're using, it's got to be looked after. So the point of transformation is now, what are you willing to do? Because you and I both know we're what daily learners. I would say we're learners of the world and we've always been those sorts of people. Is our, We are willing to do the work. We are willing to journal. We are willing to call each other up over difficult things or our network. And that's the bit is, all right, stalking the website for the fit club that you want to join. But are you actually willing to drive? And, and I've been a contender myself. I've joined a gym. I just ticked the box because I drove and sat in the car park the first time I went there because I was just so nervous. So it's the level of transformation that you're willing to take. So that's problem. And then it's hard facts. Then it's articulate. And then it's transformation. And then again, right at the end, you'll score yourself from one to five as to how much are you genuinely looking for support? Because if you're not, great. You found something out about yourself. But if, if you are, I'm more than happy to go on that journey with you. Well, if there was a mic drop, like <laughs> audio, I could, I could include in that. Um, I think this is so fantastic. And um, so now I'm going to think of you every time I use the word fantastic. <laughs> but it's so fantastic because, you know, you have to be willing to be vulnerable and to, to give a little bit of trust or a lot of bit of trust to somebody that you don't know. And that is, difficult. And I experienced that with my own, um, my own business. There are people that just want to throw money at a problem and have you do something about it. And then there are people that are, you know, would like to throw lots of excuses at why this won't work before they even, um, try it. And, and I think you and I talked before about, um, there was a woman that had come to one of my, uh, my speaking engagements and it was a hard no from the beginning and all the many reasons why she was unique and unable to lose weight. And so then you have the, the absolute flip side of people who are like, I have been waiting for so long for somebody that understands how I feel um, and can take me from feeling at my lowest, which is also their highest in a lot of cases yes. on the scale. Um, and helping me to reclaim and, and, and rebuild the, the pieces of my life again. And so that's, that's exactly what you do as well. And I think it's just amazing to, you know, be in the position that you're in where you can, you, you get to witness. And I love saying I get to, you get to yeah. witness somebody's uh, metamorphosis maybe yeah. and, yeah. Um, and see them blossom into the person that they're meant to be. And I can give you an exact example of you doing that for me. So oh. you and I, you know, I, I may seem like a transformation agent, but probably from a, a mental point of view, probably from a way of being point of view. And you're a transformation agent in my physical being. For me, anyway, you are. And when I contacted you and said, you know, I don't go to a gym. I'm not somebody who's just going to Google up on YouTube. Could you give me something simple? And we did our first tick class together. And I was like, yeah, I quite like this. Now I need to do it a couple more times to get that kind of score factor down rather than quick looking at the sheet that you gave me. But the point was, is that you did it with me. And that's the whole point is I believe in the power of two. I don't believe necessarily that that's got to always be your partner or your boss or your sibling or your best friend. Sometimes you want somebody who's not that emotionally connected to you from the world. You want someone who's emotionally connected to you to go on this journey. 
to be your guide, to be your whatever it is that you want to call that person. But that's the beautiful thing about what you and I do is we come into that moment that no one else has been given the permission or the pleasure to go on this journey. And to me, that's the biggest pull of doing this work that we do. Wow, I didn't know I would get a plug. I'm honored. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let me also put up your Instagram uh, and we'll give people a second to capture that in between fantastic. Um, and, you know, hopefully you'll give Emma a follow and she'll follow you back. Assuming you know how to follow people back, right? Yeah, <laughs> Instagram you have down, you know, you talk a lot about how you're maybe not social media savvy. I disagree. I've learned a few things from you. Well, I think it's not the savvy bit. It's the, like I said to you is I'm not very good at searching around the keyboard for the answer. Like I was trying to put that form together for you. And I was like, why can't I move that box down? And then it's taken me an hour and a half or as it takes someone else to. <laughs> I know. But, I but Instagram's, Instagram's good because it's pictures and I can take pictures all day long. <laughs> so wrapping up to my favorite question, not that it's all about me, but I do get to ask the question. So I'm going to put this one in. And if you bark right now, you'll be in trouble. Don't bark. Um, I hope he doesn't bark. So the show is called Joy Unleashed, as you know. And that was Chewy chiming in from the side. He's my Australian Labradoodle. Um, I have a journal coming out calling it called the daily dose of joy. And that'll be available on Amazon for anybody um, looking for a really um, interactive journal that includes motivational tips and daily doses of inspiration. But I'm hoping that you can share with the viewers and the listeners. Um, what do you do to help yourself feel grounded and firmly rooted in joy every day. Cause I think a lot of times people are looking like we were talking before about the little nuggets, the little things that they can do every single day to just get them to that point where they feel like they're able to take the next step. They have, you know, they have laid the foundation. They're able to start on this, you know, massive transformation. So there's a couple of things that I do and I do change these up as and when someone gives me another nugget. Um, I've just recently been one of these people who starts to get up early and write these morning pages. And for some of your audience that don't know that, um, get up in the morning, pop the kettle on, grab a notebook, and sometimes the notebook's right by the kettle. Kettle? Do you still use kettles over there? You know that thing you make tea with? We plug, them <laughs> in, plug it in, put the pad down, and before I know it, I've started just literally boring down onto the page because what that does is it clutters up my head if I don't so I release any kind of pressing anxieties or to do's where I really don't want them to be to do's I want them to be get do's and I sort of feel very joyful that I've cleared my head um the other thing I can do if I don't want to do my morning pages is I will lay in bed and set an intention for the day so that when I go to bed at night I write five things down that I'm grateful for so I'll lay in bed for five minutes before I get up and I will set an intention for the day today I'm going to have fun. Today I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to see a smiling dog. Well, the other thing I do is I try and plan to eat something fantastic every day. And I mean something really nice. Food motivates me a lot. So I'm like already thinking in the morning, what delicious thing am I going to eat today? And it may be as simple as a nice crisp apple, or it might be that cheeky snack of, you know, crisps that I'm not supposed to have. But I do that thing. Food motivates me. So it's five minutes of deciding what I want my day to be about, 
definitely something to eat. And if possible, I'll try and do my morning pages as well. But I think you can set yourself up with that positive mindset in the morning um, and in the morning before it catches you and the day's busy. Then that to me is how I do it. I love everything you've said and have captured it here. I do something similar, you know, because I've shared it with you many times. I start off with a morning meditation just to, you know, kind of allow myself to just kind of breathe and open up. Um, I will pull one of the cards that we share back and forth. Um, For folks listening and, and watching, they're called spirit cards. And they just kind of help me focus for the day. So today was, um, was hummingbird, which is rooted in joy and very much about being present and, and having fun. And so that was really great. And it, it helps me to just kind of like eliminate the distractions. Um, I think two days ago was, um, create, and that was the day where I needed to do a lot of content creation. So things like that. Um, and then, you know, my journaling. So sometimes they are morning pages where it's just a dump of things in my head. Sometimes it is, you know, I pulled the hummingbird card and to me, that means this for today. And I'll also go back to, okay, the card I pulled yesterday was X, Y, Z. You know, how did that actually play out? I like to close the circle yes. and, and share with myself how, um, you know, I've carried that intention throughout the day. So very similar, not surprised either. Um, but I find it just, it just sets me up for the day and I try to get clients to do it. And I think, you know, they think journaling needs to be five to 10 pages and it really doesn't. It can be a paragraph. There are days where it's two, eight by 11 pieces of paper. Um, It just depends on kind of what's on my mind. But when I'm done, I play music and I just dance around my kitchen until these dogs wake up and need attention. And it's just so great because I just, I'm ready for them. I feel like I've taken some time for myself. It's really an amazing process. And also what's interesting is that not everybody is a quiet person in the morning. Not everybody wants to just stay still. Some people this morning, the first thing I wanted to do was get up and go for a walk, which is not something I've done for a while, but it was a beautiful day. So but I was going to ask you a question because I know a lot of people struggle with this, and I did for years, is people say, I meditate in the morning. And I'm like, how? How do you do it exactly? What's your meditation practice? Because you do it now every morning. Is it a really simple thing we could learn? Oh, yeah. I So I like to cheat whenever possible. So I pull out my Peloton app and let them do it for me. <laughs> yeah, go have- meditation. Yeah, they have meditation. And, you know, I look for ones that just speak to what I'm going through at the time. Today uh, was was cleansing, I think. Um, there's other ones that are happiness, um, mourning. Sometimes yeah. it's just that general. And, and maybe I just don't feel like I really need anything that day. So I'll do the morning one. So it just kind of depends on if I'm feeling particularly stressed. Oh, there's a healing one, too, that's really, really good. Um and then I play some songs from our retreat. And that nice. also just kind of brings me back down. Um, and I also like to work out in the morning. I like to say that I um, work out before my excuses wake up. So yes, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> after I get the dog settled, I try to do my workout. And, um, and then I just feel like I'm unstoppable, you know, as I approach the day. And I think to your point, it's quite hard 
for the for, for most people to put themselves first in the morning there's always something going on they have a particular time set between sort of seven and eight and then they've got to be out the door and oh my god you wanted me to find another 10 minutes for myself I can barely find time to shower and it's not until you understand what you get out of that pause and I call it my pause pause for thought you mm-hmm. get out of pause and then suddenly you find it's a ritual and not a routine which is a difference mm-hmm. and then before you know it I can't go to sleep at night without listening to a 10 minute calm meditation I've always done it and I, I like it. I like his voice. I kind of feel like I'm going to bed with Jeff, you know, and he, he just pulls me I think me that's another show. That's a different show. <laughs> but I do. I love it. And, and if he doesn't work the first time, then I flip across to my Headspace app and I, I have another one. But it's, again, I think it's that thing from childhood, whereas I loved having a bedtime story read. And so it makes sense to me. So I don't necessarily think for me first thing in the morning, but I do have a radio on. The radio wakes me up and it gives me that. Mm. And the guy I listen to is, is very, very positive And I learn something every day. So I, I think it's a really important ritual that shouldn't be seen as another thing on how am I going to fit that in? I know, totally it, agree. And I also think, so whether you do it, and some people do it in the middle of the day, they feel that they need that middle of the day break or they add it and they do it multiple times a day. The question I always come back to is, how do you feel when you don't do it? And I feel a difference in my mindset, my approach to my day. And so to me, I don't care if it makes me late for the next thing. It's something I have to do if I want my day to pan out a certain way. So it's like the investment I'm making in myself in order to have the type of day that I'm expecting to have. And some some people genuinely, that's their in-between fantastic. Mm -hmm. that's the thing I have to keep reminding people is fantastic doesn't have to be Mount Everest fantastic can be how do I turn selfishness into self-serving or self-love and I don't want to go down this holistic woo-woo thing but for me that was a massive one you know you know when we went on the retreat together the thing I needed to master was it's very very easy to put others first but if you don't it's that whole thing you know when the air thing drops down from the airplane but really who doesn't grab their child first and put it on before them let's be honest um yeah I always laugh when that comes on but that for me was doing it in a manner that's a ritual not routine and and I really love it now I think it's it gives me joy to throw in another joy the joy plug I I said on a previous um episode I want like a joyometer I'm going to yeah. talk to the network about like they could, there's some indicator. Yeah. I'm sure they can design it. They, they know people for that. Well, Emma, this has been awesome as usual. Uh, there's never a conversation with you where I'm not left with like pain in my cheeks from smiling. <laughs> I have it again. Um, but I want people to reach out to you. So we have your Instagram here. Um, I'll also put the um, fat find back up for folks. And that'll also be listed in the show notes so that they can find it on the YouTube channel. Um, this has been an awesome episode. I really appreciate you. Um, and I, uh, just, I can't wait to see how this, uh, collaboration continues. I just feel like, look out, look out. I'm just, just going to add it's uh, if people do want to get hold of me, Emma at inbetweenfantastic.com. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. May your day be full of more joy. And I look forward to speaking to you later. And thank you so much for hosting me today. It's been fantastic. Thank you. 
All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to Joy Unleashed. Be sure to subscribe uh, on our YouTube channel so you don't miss out on an episode. Thank you for tuning in to Joy Unleashed. As always, it's my honor to be your host and joyologist, Colleen Greco. Follow me at the Colleen Greco on Instagram for daily motivation and inspiration. And don't forget to leave my show a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, sisters.